I'm Katie Atwell, co-host of the Edugals podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another great episode of My EdTech Live. Thank you so much for joining us on this Monday evening. And for those of you that joined us this morning also, thank you so much for joining us also on this wonderful evening. And wherever in the world that you may be, whether it's already well into Tuesday, wherever, whatever the time may be, thank you so much for making us part of your day. I am excited to be here with you all because we've got an amazing guest today. We're going to be talking about creativity and our passion in the classroom to bring and amplify student creativity. And I couldn't think of a better guest to have on the show to talk about the amazing work that she is doing. And if you don't know who she is yet, you definitely need to follow her on social media. And after today, make sure you follow her in anything that she does, because she is one of the most creative, genuine, authentic people that I know that is out there in the classroom, just hustling and just making her kids so much better. And of course, bringing that knowledge to teachers as well near you, because we're definitely going to be talking about the work that she has been doing, traveling as well as an ACE education, uh, well, as an ACE member, yes, of course, creative educator, you know, Adobe Creative Educator. So we're going to talk about that. And so this evening, I'd like to welcome Ms. Tanya Gonzalez to the show. Tanya, how are you doing this evening? Thank you. I'm super nervous. I was just telling you right now that I had such a, you know, an honor to be in your in your session and you only have a bunch of superstars here. I'm just a bilingual educator, but thank you so much. I'm so humbled by your invitation and it's just, it feels amazing to be a part of of your agenda. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no, well, thank you so much. I know that this has definitely been a long time coming. So hopefully I'm glad actually that we made those connections because it's so funny how we cross paths. And then later on, you know, uh, at region one, we met there and yes. we said hi to each other. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, we, we were working in the same district just in yes. different schools at the same time. So it's just been amazing. And as you can see, definitely a lot of love right now in the chat erica sandstrom thank you so much for joining us we've got our boy steve from cami we've got so many amazing people thank you guys for joining us this evening i really appreciate you all so tanya let's go ahead and get started because i know you and i can talk about this forever and there's only so much that we can squeeze in into this hour so before we get started for our audience members that may just be getting to or may just be getting to know you for the very first time and are following your work. Give us a little brief introduction, your context in education, and then we'll go ahead and jump in. Of course. My experience has been mostly in bilingual, um, as a bilingual educator has been in elementary. I've taught middle school in uh, Arizona. I taught uh, for three years, but based on my experience and where I come from, I've always been attracted to elementary settings. I was raised in McAllen, Texas, but I was born, I was, excuse me, I was born in McAllen, Texas, but I was raised in Reynosa, Tamaulipas. I went to school out there till third grade. I had beautiful teachers who taught me the right thing to do and who, you know, throw me a chalk here and there when I, my ADHD would get out of hand. But I had a lot of people who influenced me. My grandfather, 
he had his, uh, he founded a school in Reynosa and that had a great impact in me. I did not get to meet my grandfather, but my aunt took over, my tia Natalia, and she actually was an amazing star for education in Reynosa. She had her own committee and she would support so many um, children out there. And my influence with education has come from not only my family, but my own teachers. When we moved to McAllen, I was a student at McAllen ISD. I went to Navarro Elementary. Navarro doesn't exist anymore, but I was part of the ELD club. And you know, it, it's from the beginning. I had no idea how to say a word in English. And I had phenomenal teachers out there. I had incredible, you know, leaders and principals who taught me the right thing to do and, and gave me the right path. I was always involved with sports as a little girl. And I've always thought, you know, I need to go back and I need to be that inspiration, that person for other kids, because we all come from the same place. You know, we lived in a little house and my parents always worked hard for us. And I never needed a plate of food in our household, but I, I mean, I could start crying. My parents were such hard workers. I was the first one to graduate from um, college in my household. So you could just imagine how proud I am of, of everything that my parents gave me. And I try to do that for my own students in the classroom. And there's this quote that has just been recycling in my mind, you know, grace before grades, especially right now. I treat my babies like they're my kids. You know, it's, Maestra, I need this, or Ms. Gonzalez, can you help me? Or Ms. Gonzalez, I need to go to the restroom for the 10th time today. Go, do what you need to. I'm sleepy today. Um, I don't know, I could go on and on for us. I, I could tell you, I had a friend of mine who donated jackets to one of my classrooms, and everybody in my classroom got jackets. So it just goes to tell you that a lot of us in the elementary setting and around school, we all go that extra mile for our own kids. And especially right now that it's, you know, it's been a roller coaster for those of us who are still in the classroom. It's it's bonkers sometimes, it, you, go, you go crazy, but you try to remember that why and you have to dig in deep, especially right now. And, you know, all the kids are at different levels and you're trying to work miracles with them. So not only was I a miracle worker for a lot of teachers in my, you know, when I was a young little girl, but I'm trying to do the same for them, and just like all my coworkers are. You know, everybody is just working hard towards the same goal to get them where they need to be, regardless of what happened in 2020. You know, so that's that's just a little bit about me. Absolutely, and you know, and that's so great. You know, believe it or not, it's so funny. You know, we connected, and now hearing your story and your background, it's like, oh my gosh, we have so much in common. You know, similar situation, first generation graduate from high school, college, and you know, anything. Hardworking parents, like you said, little house, never needed any food. You know, and my parents working hard, and so it's interesting. You know, our our stories are just parallel and very similar in many ways, and the way that you talk and the way that's the exact same way that I felt about my babies when I was in the classroom. And I don't know, I guess it's just that nurturing, you know, natural nurturing thing that we have in us because of the way that we grew up and we understand those hardships and we understand that not every student is going to come, you know, from the best situation at home. So we want to make the best that we can for them for those six to eight hours that they're with us before they go home to, we don't know what, but but and and this is something that I always told my kiddos in the classroom, you know, who were having a hard time at home. I said, guys, I just want you to come to my classroom and be a kid, be a kid for the six to eight hours that you're with me. Go home, do your homework really fast and just go to sleep very early before like anything happens or anything, you know, just go to sleep. Forget about that. Come back to school and just be a kid yeah, again and enjoy it. that. And it was just so much like just staying up at night 
thinking about them and like what's going on and hopefully they're well and uh it's absolute yeah, love that we have that's hard to see a difference you know between how certain schools have different environments different communities and then you come across this mind goal i'm i'm blessed to be at the school where i'm at right now and and just to see the kids how they struggle and how they learn to deal with their emotions and it, sometimes the test is not the important thing in our classroom. Sometimes we need mental breaks and we dance around and we play around and sometimes we don't turn in homework, but that's okay with me. I don't teach the same way that everybody else does and I'm not the same as everyone else and I am nowhere near to be perfect in my classroom either. I got a lot to learn still, but when it comes to my classroom, when it comes to my kids, they're first and I can get after them, but nobody else can't, okay? I can tell them what they're doing wrong, but Nobody else can tell my kids, hey, portate bien or do something. No, only me. I'm very protective. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I know you gave us a little brief introduction, but let's talk a little bit more. As you know, every person that I bring on the show is somebody who's been doing some great work and something, some people that I look up to. And then to have them on the show is to have my own personal PD, but also it's they're like a superhero to me. And we know that superheroes have right. origin stories. And I know you told us a little bit about your origin story already as far as growing up. But my mm -hmm. question to you is, is did you always know that you wanted to be an educator or was education something that came on a little bit later in life? No, I used to play. I, my mom used to go buy things to sell at garage sales, right? And sometimes there would be one teacher that would retire and she would come home with a binder full of just, you know, remember those transparencies that you would put on the overhead? Okay, well, one time she brought me like two or three of those. So I would sit my little cousins down and they had to learn something and I would play pretend, you know, outside my mom's house and and that's what we would do. My my aunt gave me one of the chalkboards that fell from the little school in Reynosa and it was huge, huge chalkboard, regular chalkboard. Well, my parents brought it and we had it at the house. So we had a bunch of chalk and we would play around and all I can remember is growing up, I always want to be an educator. I mean, I didn't know what um what I wanted to do after that, but I knew that I at least wanted to be a teacher and I always, you know, would dream about, okay, what am I going to do the first day of school and, and what are we going to talk about and how am I going to be with the kids and, oh, when I grow up, I'm not going to get after them the way they get after me because I couldn't sit down to save my life, right? But it, it's always been something that I've inspired from talking to my parents and from them telling me, okay, Tanya, you know, go to school. That was the one thing that they would always tell me, like, you need to go to school, Miha, you need to go to school and, and there's nothing else and your education, nobody can take it away from you and that's always something that inspired me, my parents. And so when I when I finally graduated, I did um, make sure to talk to my parents. And we had a little gathering. We didn't have a big party or anything. We had a little gathering. And my parents came over. And, and we didn't even have to say anything. We just kind of hugged. And, and you know, having my sister support and my parents support, uh, not only for me, but for my family, has made a big difference till this day. I mean, because whenever I take off on the weekend to go and, you know, create and and share the love of creativity with other educators my parents are the ones taking care of my kids and my husband steps up and my sister's there so i have a huge you know family unit support and and that's what i try to give my kids you know we, we celebrate birthdays in the classroom and we celebrate all the little things especially right now that everyone and i can tell you this because i see it i've experienced it we're stressing in the classroom and and we have the best support system from our administration. We have a phenomenal leader in our school, but it's just a stress that we cannot describe right now. And, and that's where we're, we're trying to help each other out and we're trying to be a morale, you know, 
support for each other. And, and that's where the crazy TikToks come in. And that's when we see the funny jokes in the classroom. And we're, we're just there for each other as a family. And, and right now, I'm in a very good place in my life that I have found that, that core family in my working life that have helped me throughout everything that we've been facing together. Absolutely. And that is so important. Not only the family support at home, that family unit is so important yeah. also, but also, you know, like you meant, even the, the the family unit within your four walls of school, within your coworkers and things of that sort. So that's amazing. Uh, I, first of all, before we go on, I def definitely want to show a lot of love uh, or share a lot of love to the chat. The chat is going crazy. Oh, We've got Neelan here. Guys. We've got Jessica oh. Adams. I wanted to show this comment here. Amanda Fox, thank you so much for joining us says i used to teach my baby dolls i created the lessons and then made my sister do all the work for each doll on my grade level she was two years behind me uh steve martinez thank you steve for joining my boy all right here it says amanda fox it says my six-year-old daughter does that now very cool to see and of course amanda saying love the way that you celebrate all your students they are lucky to have you. So thank you so much for all of you, you that are participating in the chat and sharing so much love with Tanya because she thank definitely you. deserves it. She is doing such an amazing work within her classroom and within our educator community. So Tanya, as we continue on here in our conversation, my friend, talk to me a little bit about now you're in the classroom, you know, first couple of years. When was it that you really, really started to dive in and using technology to enhance not only your personal creativity, but to enhance the learning and the creativity of your students. Was there a specific year or a specific moment that you can say, yeah, that was it. That's when it all clicked. I think I've always been such a nerd tech in the classroom. I've always, I mean, back in the day, and I'm talking like 2008, it was the PowerPoints, right? You would make cool PowerPoints and everybody thought you were cool. You would make a video and attach to it or, or, you know, edit something. And it was like, hey, how do you do that? How do you incorporate music? And that's always something that has attracted me to teach differently. Um, we've seen the telephone. I was reading an article how the telephone has changed, you know, from the old hundred years ago, big old telephone to now a little cell phone and how the TVs have changed. And I think, I think we're at a point in education where we're finally getting to see this change. It's a change for the better. I think education is changing. A lot of us, you know, what they would call the, the young guns. I'm nowhere near young anymore, but the young guns, right? We would come in and be, oh, let's do a parkour and let's let's create this for our children and let's have our, our kids do a pretzi. Remember pretzi? Yes. It was just all these things would, would always get incorporated in my classroom and Google Classroom and this. But I think uh, once we, we hit 2020, I think a lot of educators were forced to go a different route. And it opened the eyes to a lot of new platforms and it opened our eyes to, hey, we can do this differently. Like education can change for the better. As for social media, I've always had my my personal Facebook and Instagram and things like that, but I had never done it in a professional way or sharing my kids' work online. I did have a coworker a few years ago and she was like, Tanya, you need to get on Twitter. And I was like, okay, I'll get on Twitter. And just out of nowhere, I hit Twitter and I just started sharing, sharing. I mean, I usually share funny things, uh, but me doing in the classroom with the kids and I didn't think they were a big deal, but if it inspires somebody or if it makes a difference for somebody else or for me to get a DM from somebody be like, uh, Miss Monsanto, can you share how to do this? Absolutely. So then from there, it just, this whole summer, about a few months ago, and 
I started doing all the Adobe challenges and I started practicing with Adobe Express and everything that was going on, on not at ISTE, because I didn't get to go to ISTE this past summer, I was doing. And through that and through attending PD, like Amanda's PD and the green screen gal PD and Adobe, Claudio and Tim presenting everywhere, all these people inspired me to continue learning and to continue looking into what this new edtech platform was becoming. And that's kind of how I have not only learned more, but I've also stepped up my game in the classroom. It is so easy to just get there with a passage and be like, all right, guys, I'm going to look at the passage and let's start doing this and that. But now, I mean, we have Cami and we're able to go in there and analyze the passage differently and share it and bring it back to me. I We still use the Google Classroom and we still use, now we can share it through Wakelet or we can even make it better and, and we can do a presentation through Adobe Express and the amazing thing is I'm talking about all these things and not only do I do it for my students, but my third graders do it for each other or they celebrate each other, sending each other happy birthdays through different platforms and they end up amazing me. So now it's turned into, wow, I've, I've been inspired not only as an individual, but as an educator to want more, to do more in the ed tech world. And this is where I'm at right now. I take in everything. You put a professional development online, uh, it's free. I'm going to be there for sure, right? Teachers like free things. And I have learned so much and I have connected with so many incredible people online. I mean, if you're not in the whole education network on Twitter, you're missing out. As an educator, you need to jump on board and just don't be scared. Share what you're doing in the classroom. Believe me, somebody's going to learn from you. Somebody's going to ask you something about about it and i think that and not being shy right asking people how to do this and how to do that i that's what has made a big impact in me and just you know more in the classroom how i could hi oh, fanny i love you so much Fanny, and how i could just you know continue learning from from oh my gosh continue learning from people like yaritza and feli and omar and how they're always ready to be like hey let's do this together and hey let's how about this and they ask for for an opinion from a little teacher and I'm like oh my god you guys you guys make me feel so special but I thank I have thanked God so many times for all of the connections that I've made this year and just the incredible people that I continue learning from and I could just keep talking fun because it has really changed me as an individual to get to know all these individuals and to learn from them because I will consider myself at 50 60 70 a lifelong learner and if I can make a difference for my kids in the classroom I hope everybody else is thinking the same way to make a difference for each other. Absolutely. Yes. Like you hit the nail on the head. You kind of already went after a couple of, I was going to ask you like those three questions, but you kind of worked them all in into one, but it's great though, because I love it. It was just that natural progression. And like you said, like just your genuine authenticity and excitement. And it shows, I mean, the fact that you're out there sharing, you know, many times people are just on Twitter to con consume. Maybe they're just lurking mm -hmm. and lurking is okay. You know, you're getting to see, you know, who's doing what and getting some ideas, but you know, it's always great when they find something of value that you are doing and then they sprinkle it onto what they're already doing great. And then all of a sudden they're like, Hey, check it out, Tanya, check out what I did. Or like, just here's a, here's a variation or here's this and things of that sort. And like you said, 
I feel that many times we just overanalyze things and we don't want to share things because it's like, oh, somebody's already doing this or somebody's doing it better and so on. And you build that, that you get into that imposter syndrome. But like you said, you never know. And, and this is from Al Thomas. Al Thomas, my boy, I never forget this when he says there's always somebody watching you to do that one little thing that can definitely either spark that creativity or completely change the way that they think or change pretty much their journey because you've inspired them. So I always say there's no nothing too small that you can't share. I wanted to show here also a message here. I don't know. here is this your sister, Natalie? I, just to... I love you. Yes, says that's my beautiful sister. So she said a comment there. So I made sure I wanted to come back to that one just to show you families here and they're showing some love here. So obviously, you know, very well. Supporter. Yeah, huge supporters everywhere. So again, I wanted to just talk to you now about that whole creativity component and you shared various platforms that you use with your third graders. So what I love is the fact that you don't underestimate your third graders and the ability for them to navigate technology, which can often be the case with many educators out there that may feel just a little maybe overwhelmed or maybe they may not feel comfortable. So they just say, no, no, they can't do it. They're, they're too little. They're too young. You know, they won't be able to do these things. So you mentioned Wakelet, you mentioned Adobe Express, you mentioned Kami, uh, amongst others. So I want to know, you know, for you that you've explored all these edu platform or edutech platforms, uh, which ones are the ones that you use that are very effective for your third grade classroom? So the the one thing that has inspired me the most, and I mean, there's so many, and you could just, I mean, pick from the basket and you're going to get a winner, right? But my kids, I really enjoy using Adobe Express. And that's something that I have been able to play with the most. Do I use other platforms? Yes. Do I use Wakelet? Yes, I do. Do I use Cameo? Of course. But my kids have kind of inclined more into Adobe Express. And that's one that we always share. It's easy for them to log in and create something. It, it's a free canvas for them to open up. And the first time we introduce any, not only Adobe, but just any platform, I don't ever show them what to do. I tell them, guys, I want you to type your name. I want you to create something and go for it. I don't even show them how to add a picture. I don't show them anything, Fonz. I just tell them, you know what? This is something new. We're going to try it. And if we have five, 10 minutes in the morning, hey, let's do this before we start our R&E time. And we need to get those minutes in, right? So you'll, you'll see us all on the Chromebook and try and get it. And within five, 10 minutes, those kids get get the hang of it. I don't even have to train them on how to do things. Not only that, it inspires me so much for us to use a platform and for them to reward my classroom. Adobe Express has been the main one. They've sent us cupcakes, they've sent us cookies, they've sent us pencils, shirts. I mean, you named it. We've won something from Adobe Express. The same thing with Wakelet. We've done so many uh, Wakelet um, collections. And just the most recent one was the, um, the Christmas list collection. I don't know if you guys saw that one. And my entire classroom, you know, participated. We created our collection. We shared it out. We won $100. We still have those $100. Uh, just recently, I, who did I win $50 from? I just won it. Oh, from, um, what's it called? Pop, Bit Pop. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to kick Brain myself. Pop? No, not Brain Pop. It's a new platform. They send us a link to test okay. out their um 
their information and we we've been testing it out and playing with it well they were so grateful for us to use it in the classroom that they sent us 50 dollars. so right now we have 150 dollars on an amazon wish list right and we don't know we're going to pick as a classroom either we're going to pick reward uh, toys or we're going to pick a headset for all of the kids in the classroom and the kids get super excited over that i mean canva has also sent us stickers and they've sent us uh little notebooks as well and it just to see the kids get inspired and then for them to turn it around and do something completely on their own without even me telling them what to do or for them to do a birthday card for their mom or their sister or whoever that i think is what drives me the most to show them study pop yes yes amanda that one so study pop did send us 50 dollars after we used it i love you so much thank you for reminding me because then i would feel so bad but um everybody's always just like Amanda did right now, everybody in the education world is always so inspiring and always trying to give you tools to use in your classroom. And I'm very fortunate to be in the classroom still and be able to have that connection with the students that it doesn't matter what you throw out our classroom. Like I'm going to challenge my kids to do it and they're going to do something with it. So I don't incline to let's use this one. Let's use that one. It's whatever my babies feel that they want to do. I mean, we use Kahoot and, and we've used, uh ed puzzle you know and it just it's whatever we're feeling i get bored really fast i have to be moving around my classroom i can't sit down and we talked about this it's my adhd i admit it right i'm loud and and this like you know crazy mexican who can't sit down but that's me and and that's kind of like my kids have been coming to classroom and it's been tough the last couple of of days you know the last couple of months and and you try to hang in there and you laugh at the silly moments and you cry with your kids and I had one kid who didn't come back after Christmas and it kind of broke my heart. So you just become your kids and they become part of your life. And it's really up to them how they want to learn. I'm not, I'm not there to dictate, you know, to be a dictator of you guys have to do this and do it now. You know, I have to give them that freedom of choice. And, and if I don't do that, I, it, I wouldn't be a fair individual to their learning. Is it hard? Yes, it's really hard. And I keep saying, yes, I crack my head and sometimes I cry by myself. But at the end of the day, I have them, they have me, and I have my coworkers to lean on. So one way or another, we're going to finish the school year strong and keep learning together with everything that's out there right now, right? Such big change in, te in technology and education. Absolutely. Definitely. No, for sure. And you know what? It, it's wonderful. I love the way that you feel about that, your passion that you're sharing, because oftentimes many teachers may just say, no, this is what we're going to use, or they say, no, these are the only tools. That's but boring. I myself, just yeah, just like you in the classroom, back in the day when we were first getting Chromebooks, I was I was that one teacher. We only had two Chromebook carts in the whole school, and I was that one teacher that checked it out all year long. That thing lived in my classroom, and we were using it every day. And I those last four years, Really, I was kind of just practicing on grading. And really what we were doing is at the beginning of the week, I'd int we'd introduce the subject matter, whether it was science, social studies, or math. And then we would work on a project. And what I loved about it, like you said, is I would just put the Chromebook in front of the students, teach them a little bit about Google Slides, some of the other platforms that we would have for screen mm -hmm. recording. We had Edpuzzle, we have Screencastify. We had, uh, you know, I forget what other platforms. And I said, look, here's my rubric. 
This is the expectation just to show that there is learning taking place. This is what the project would be. So you can either get up and you can go ahead and present in front of the class. You can do a screencast if that's what you like and just uh, go through your presentation. You can write, you can do a graphic, you can do anything that you wanted, but this is just a requirement. And what I loved about it, it was just that magical uh, time in the classroom where I learned so much from my students because they were exploring different tools and different ways that I always said, you know, first period, you know, I would learn from them, second period, learn from them. And then my last class of the day, I look like an expert because I learned from all of them. And then I learned from that class and would bring it in in the morning. But I loved that community. I love the way the students helped each other out, collaborated, worked. And the fact that you, like you said, you give them a choice in how they want to present and what mm -hmm. makes them and what is more comfortable for them at that time is something that is amazing. So like you said, giving them that choice in their learning definitely pays off in dividends. And the one thing that I always say too, because you do have a digital learning artifact that mm -hmm. when you do go into maybe an IEP or 504 meeting, you have digital artifacts that you can bring to show yeah. and share growth to show and share maybe uh just uh maybe a couple of little things or tweaks that could be made for additional support or things of that sort but you have that evidence that learning took place and that's the one thing that i absolutely love that teachers can leverage tech to you know use it for good but then you're building up these digital learning artifacts for students that once they go on to the next year, maybe they can pull from the year before and improve upon that. And it becomes part of themselves, their learning, their portfolio at the end. And I think it's something that is really magical for sure. I'll jump on your collaboration. So right now we're already at our, you know, star 2.0 mode and everybody's, you know, breaking mm -hmm. into smaller groups and we're changing, you know, it, my classroom is everywhere, right? So one thing that I have noticed is I keep the Spanish speaking kids, the, the testers, right? The Spanish testers in my class. We have about a group of nine kids who are going to be testing in Spanish. Well, now that I have other kids coming into my room, I've seen how it's so easy for our children to start collaborating. And, and my kids have become such strong leaders that they kind of shape the way the conversations go and the way that they kind of, hey, you need to sit down and, and you need to do this. And I think that whole, you know, they consider themselves creators, but they have really taken ship and they have really taken ownership of working with people. And I think that's the one thing that we want most out of these kids, because nobody's going to remember that you read 10 passages or that you have 150 AR points. You know, it's going to be, did you grow up to be a good member of your community? Are you productive? Can you work with others? Or can you be respectful enough to deal with your emotions and work with others? And I think that that's where learning from them has made me even a better individual control yourself, you know, become better. And how are these, you know, emotional skills going to help you once you get into the real world? Because you might not remember Ms. Gonzalez, you know, 10, 20 years from now, but you might remember that, hey, we work together and that even if you didn't like that person, you're getting ready to go into the real world and work with everybody else. So that collaboration right now is just very important. The whole student morale and the, the whole way that the, the student has to be built and and learn from one another is very important for our future community members, definitely. Yes, no, I agree. So Tanya, let me ask you now, before we talk a little bit more about the great work that you do, uh, you know, as an ACE uh, creator and then going out to conferences, but I wanna ask you with your experience, what you've been doing right now in third grade, what you've been doing at, you know, on social media, so on your own professional growth and so on, what 
would be some great advice for teachers that are out there that may be a little bit afraid of the tech, but maybe feel or see that there is a need to start introducing this. And maybe they just, you know, are, aren't like us that we, we just dive right in, you know, feet first and all, but they, maybe they just want to start dipping their toes. What is some great advice that you would share with them so that that way they can go ahead and start introducing more tech with their students? I Honestly, I think change is scary, even for me. Change is always going to be something that we're not going to be able to adapt from one day to another. But I think that if you start off with your own coworkers, there's always that one coworker at your school who's already doing something with technology. And I think our whole persona sometimes comes across as very like, oh, she's flaunting her work or oh, she's doing this. But it's it's just the way we are. Hi, Chai! I think it's just the way we are. I mean, not only am I loud, I'm not afraid to make myself look silly. I'm not, you know, scared to ask a question or to voice my opinion. And sometimes I think that comes across like, ah, oh, she's a very strong character, you know? But I think if you just take it slow, if you reach out to somebody and, and maybe collaborate, instead of doing something on your own, like, hey, let's, let's work on Flipgrid together and we could do a classroom and we could share what the kids are sharing. And then the kids start doing their own projects together. Or maybe if you reach out, I've reached out to so many um, influential educators of technology via Twitter, and I have not been ignored once. Everybody has been so sweet. Even when I have problems uh, with any of the platforms that I've used, everybody, it, it might take a day or two because everybody's busy and it's completely understandable, but reach out, guys. Start your Twitter account. Hang out there and, and just look at what everyone else is doing in the classroom because at the end of the day, everybody wants to do, ah, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm a very uh, arborist person. Thank you, Shannon, for reminding me. I'll, I need to tell you about that inside joke, Fonz. But I think at the end of the day, everybody's always so ready to help and to share what everyone else is doing. I don't think anybody's going to turn you down. And and on, it is star 2.0 for everybody in Texas, right, our, our standard test and it's moved on from paper-based. Now it's computer. It's not anymore, hey, you need to teach computer skills. It's If they don't have them, they're not gonna be a successful uh, student this year, unfortunately. So not only is it, are you scared to start something new? It's you have to do this change for the students. They need it the most. We, we know how to use any device that they give us, but our, some of our babies don't even have Wi-Fi at home. So we have to show them, we have to help them and, and prepare them for, for the future. This is the future. Um, of technology you know our kids are going to be the ones guiding us later on with the skills that we at least try to initiate for them so i would say don't be afraid i mean i'm here to help i know Fonz is always helping everybody else and showing and just bringing superstars to his platform and just sharing how you can be creative in the classroom and it is very hard and i'm not gonna lie we go crazy and bonkers in the classroom but i think if you if you just maybe slowly progress and Maybe hang out to that coworker that's already doing something and, and get that little push to start together. Maybe that can be a big difference. If not, reach out to me. I'm here to help. Whatever you guys need. Um, I mean, I'm just blessed to be in the in the current situation that I'm in of of being around so many individuals that are influenced me to become a better educator. That I hope I can make a difference for somebody. So if you ever need anything on that side of technology, I'm ready to help anytime. Excellent. Uh, big shout out to Shannon. Shannon, thank you so much for joining us. I love Shannon's comment here. Connections are gold. 
take the yeah. risk, reach out. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate to embrace. Hashtag better together. Excellent. Thank you so Shannon much. Shannon is also an ace leader. I met Shannon at DFW at one of our creative institutes. She's an amazing and, out of California. Yeah, she is amazing. So it's been great to know Shannon and see her growth also in on Twitter space and the way that she shares and the knowledge that she has and experiences. And always really share. Yeah, she is amazing. So make sure that you do connect with Shannon more also as well. She's amazing. But that leads me to this uh, next question, actually, like you were talking about the creative institutes. So I know that you have been traveling, you know, as an ACE educator and going out to conferences, um, create uh, the, these uh, creative institutes that, you, that Adobe puts out and you're out there. So my question to you is I want to ask you, what has been the greatest learning experience that you have had as being a participant and bringing that knowledge to other educators? <laughs> this excites me so much. You have no idea. I did share with you that one of my passions, last year's goal for this year was to make sure I took my uh, principal test this year because that was my main goal. I wanted to be a principal. Well, the opportunity came by um, after sharing everything that we were doing on Twitter and doing all the ACE challenges. I actually met uh, Claudio Savala at Technovate, our McKellen ISD um, technology conference. And we talked and we, we kind of like uh, got to know each other and everything that Claudio is doing. And I was just very fortunately fortunate to become an ACE leader thanks to Claudio and everything that he has shared with me. And I cannot, I cannot even talk of how excited I get whenever I talk about conferences. I think the institutes and all of the conferences that I attended this year have shown me just what, just how amazing our, our whole community of, of technology educators are and how everyone is just always in such, a, you know, that happy mood and, and let me teach you something mood and, and you're just, you, you're amazed by the energy at the conference. You're amazed by the great connections. I've made great friends through the conferences and through the institutes of Adobe. And I, I don't think I don't think I, I can stand, you know, not going to another conference. I mean, I was sharing with you, I just, uh, we were very fortunate to just get an email for ISTE recently. And that's just a blessing, you know. And, and one of the reasons why I was invited uh, to ISTE by my district was because of everything that we've been sharing and doing through Adobe and through the conferences and how we're bringing that back to the classroom and actually, you know, getting it done in the classroom as well. So I, I can't even talk once I get too excited. It, it has just been out of this world. I mean, I, I told you, I'm, I'm just a little girl from Reynosa, Tamaulipas. You know, I used to play barefoot in the street and my dad used to whistle at me like, oh, yeah, you know, it's eight o'clock, come back inside. And and for me to be doing what I'm doing right now or to be connecting with the individuals to learn from them, I, I have no words. I, I can only say, you know, Dios me está cuidando and he's given me the right path. And my family has been here for me. And, and I don't know. It's just if you guys have not attended a technology conference before, I recommend you try your very best to attend. It's once you get to know the people energy and once you you just become friends, even if you only see these people once or twice a month. They are incredible. You know, it's the connections that you make and, and the lifelong learning experiences that you get from them and their enthusiasm for you to learn and to take something back, back to the classroom. It has just, I don't know. I mean, it has been out of this world. That's all I can tell you. It's just this excitement. You know, I, I they tell me like, hey, there's an institute coming up. Like, oh my God, where are we going? And what are we going to do? And then to connect with these people and for them to say, 
oh my God, this is so hard. The first thing I tell them, yes, you better mouth. The first thing I tell them is um, my third graders can do it. So don't tell me that this is hard. You know, we have third graders who are doing this in real life skills and have been rewarded for doing a great job. So, and they're like, what? And then I'll show them some of the work that we're doing and they're like, I can't even record this right now. How are they doing them? I, I don't know. We just practice every day and we try to do something fun here and there. And somehow between Star 2.0 and everything else that's going on, we can incorporate technology and, and add something fun to the classroom, you know, whenever we need those mental breaks. So, oh gosh. Absolutely. That has no. been my favorite question so far. Seriously, like my enthusiasm for technology and the conferences is just, I have no words for it. There's just so much of me like, ah, you know, like, get me out there. I'll do something, whatever you want me to do. But, I love it. I love it. And I'm I'm with you on that. And I echo everything that you said, because going to those conferences and really seeing your friends, seeing people that you may not often see all the time, but then you make those connections and you pick up right where you left off. And even though all your relationship started like on Twitter, being friends, and then you connect in real life. And then, like you said, you meet every once in a while. And it's, it's just like you've never even, uh, you know, been a part at all whatsoever. But not only that, I love what Jessica says here. Jessica says attending an ed tech conference will fill your bucket like you wouldn't yeah. believe. And that is absolutely true. Coming back from TCEA, able to meet some amazing educators that I've looked up to and meeting them in person. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, do you want to be a guest on my podcast? I was like, me? I was like, you want me to be a guest? Of it's course, like, so, it, so it, it's been so cool to make sure, make those connections. And then other, um, you know, companies saying like, Hey, we love the work that you're doing. And then they actually know what you're doing. And it has, it has been great, you know, just that impact of making those connections. And like I said, like here, like our mission, connecting educators and creators one show at a time. And that's what we want. You know, even at, right now, you and I, we are great. We've made the connection, but we're also great connectors of people. Like, you know, we love to help. And if we can't solve it, we'll definitely connect somebody you with somebody will. who can for sure. So I love that. Shannon here says the best part of the ACE Institutes are the product knowledge and innovative ideas that educators leave with. Absolutely. I agree with you. 100%. So Tanya, it has been amazing. Thank you so much for your energy. I thank you. Thank you for being here and being your true self and showing everybody this is you. This is you. And you know, the chat was full of so much love for I'm you, my friend. Back. I'm going to go back and read everything. Yes, go back and read every everything because there's so much love for you, Tanya, Thank everything you. that you're doing. Continue with the great work because we definitely need more educators such as yourself to really inspire other educators and just continue to keep uh, the creativity flowing in the education space. So thank you. Thank you so much. And of course, a lot of love here from your sister too. She's definitely been in the chat. So that's awesome. So yeah, thank you. All right. So now before we wrap up, we're going to go ahead and end with my favorite segment here. The last three questions for our guests. So Tanya, question number one, in the current state of education, what would you say is your current edu kryptonite? Uh, let me see. I am very intrigued by the whole movement of AI right now. You know, like I'm very intrigued by how it's, I mean, it's going to change. And, and we don't know what direction it's going to take. And we don't know what rules to follow yet. Everybody's very 
you know, um, excited right now talking about it. And I think that's one thing. I, I don't want to say that I'm scared to go into. I love it. I've seen what everybody else is doing and, and it's, it's awesome. I mean, Adobe has the cute little animator with the sound and everything and the kids are going crazy over it. But I, I am a bit concerned of how it's going to, you know, play out. You know, who's, who's going to write the rules of how it's going to be incorporated more into education. Uh, the other thing that I would say I die for all the time, uh, I don't know, my kryptonite would be conferences. <laughs> I don't want to teach anymore. I want to do conferences all the time. Ah! No, just kidding. But I don't know. I think I think that would be it. Um, I, don't Perfect. Know. I don't know. You okay. got me there. Yeah, no, no, no. But that's a good answer. Those are great things to think about. As you know, of course, with chat GPT and everything that we're seeing, we're definitely seeing there is going to be, uh, I guess, an evolution of the teaching uh, of teaching and teachers. There is going to be a change there. I know that there's a lot of fear because it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get replaced. But right now, I yeah, it, it's just that change. And, and what I'm telling people is really it's just. The, the, now you're seeing the AI being front facing before it's like you put a student on a platform, the AI does its thing through an algorithm to say, okay, the student is, let's say at this level, we're going to go ahead and give them whatever they need to get to the next level and so on. So you don't really think about it at all whatsoever until now that it's forward facing and you're like, oh my goodness, what is this? You know? And so what the best thing that I've said to teachers is like, well, we need to learn what it is. We need to embrace what it is and see how we as educators can leverage this for ourselves and see how it can help enhance our practice. Obviously, to me, the number one thing is time saving. I want to make sure that teachers save time and just enhance those lessons and so on. And then, of course, we're going to see a million platforms that are going to come out in the education space also to save time for yeah. our teachers and then of course for students as well to be able to do presentations to be able to create to personalize the learning a little bit more but one thing to note is the ai there's still certain things that the ai won't be able to do that a teacher can do for example that love and that enthusiasm that you have that knowing your students that as they walk in you know what they're coming with you know what they may be you know facing and be able to adjust that day for them to make it the best day that they've had I don't think that AI is there yet. And I think it's going to be a fairly long time before AI can do something That's like that. So as far as educators, we definitely um, are, there's still a place for us, but just embrace it, adapt and <laughs> improvise and overcome. And so we'll see, but I love that. All right. Question number two, Tanya, if you can have any billboard on it, I ended 281 expressway, <laughs> what would it be and why? Uh the hashtag better together. I think um, I think that would be it for me. I, if I had one hashtag besides creating or creativity, it would definitely be better together because I think as as we're growing in, in the whole education platform and the technology world of education, I think that all the platforms are going to become stronger once we realize how we could all work together. Right. And if we see that respect amongst the collaboration that we're teaching our children, it would be, you know, a future goal of mine to maybe do that. How can everyone, you know, still make their ends meet and, and still work together and see how we can all become better? Because at the end of the day, we're all here for the purpose of the child, right? We, we need to make our students better. We need to make them sure that they're ready for, like I've told you, that the 
whole 21st century, we're here. You know, it's no longer, hey, let's get you ready for the 21st century. No, it's it's here now. How are we going to make that child a better student for our community? Because in a couple of years, you and I are going to be out of here and they're going to be the ones influencing everything that's going on. So I think that if if everybody just works together and, and we could all, you know, somehow resolve everything better together, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's for the student. Agree 100%. Well said. All right. And the last question, I'm going to change it up here. What is one thing right now that you are the most excited about that is happening in education, whether it's personal or professional? Um, th there's a change, obviously, going on in the whole education world because of everything that's going on in the classroom from the teacher perspective, right? I still have that perspective. Uh, but I think that at the end of the day, we're going to do what, what we did in 2020, you know, from one day to another, change your classroom. And and we went from having beautiful, you know, bulletin boards and everything to getting in our Google Classroom and trying to connect through, you know, Zoom and through everything that we were doing with the students, Google Meets, you know. I think that's where we're at in, in the current phase of education, not only in technology, but as educators as well. And once we pass this, you know, pickup, and we realized, you know, what 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 went wrong with, with all these years that we unfortunately were not able to be ourselves because of 2020. I think once we go over that hiccup that we're going to just, you know, continue doing what we're doing one way or another. Like I said, we did it back in 2020 from one day to another. Everybody was still teaching and, and sharing and and doing what they had to to make sure that our kids got what they needed. And I think once we go over that hiccup. And that we realize what it is that we need to do for them to continue learning or become better, that it should just go smooth sailing from that. And I don't know, maybe it is AI, right? Maybe that AI is going to adapt us to a new generation of teaching. And we'll see how that goes. Excellent. Great answer. Well, Tanya, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. I mean, we could have definitely kept going on and on and on, but I definitely respect your time and everything. And for audience yeah. members, definitely thank you so much. Shannon, Mel, Feli, Steve, Amanda, uh, who am I missing? Jessica, I think also Jessica, thank you so much. Neelan for being on the chat as well. I appreciate you all for stopping by and showing some love to Tanya, who is an amazing educator. And for all our audience members, please make sure that you follow Tanya on Twitter at at Mrs. T. Gonzalez, where she could definitely share some amazing, amazing work and ins can inspire you to just take that leap and start experimenting with EdTech and bring it to your classroom. And again, always feel free to reach out to her and likewise reach out to us. And if we don't know, uh, you know, we'll definitely connect you with somebody that can uh, have an answer for you because we are also great connectors. And it's all about, like she said, hashtag better together. So thank you all for joining us. And for our audience members too, as always, from the bottom of my heart, Thank you, thank you, thank you for making my EdTech life a part of your day. Thank you so much for all the likes, shares, and follows, um, you know, and everything that we do. Our mission, again, is just to create a space for amazing educators like Tanya to come and share their stories to inspire other educators, to inspire creators, too, as well, and bringing just the education landscape together. And again, with the hopes of improving, with the hopes of, again, bringing this to our students 
and inspiring one another to continue on this wonderful journey that is this amazing profession. So thank you. And please make sure that you go to our website at myedtech.life where you can check out this amazing episode and the other 175 amazing episodes with wonderful educators that you can learn from. Take a little bit about what, uh, of what they learned, sprinkle it on to what you are already doing great. And also, if you'd like to support our mission, please make sure you stop by our merch store as well that you'll be able to find there on our website and get yourself a cap, a sweater. And I want you to know all of that goes back into the show as well. So thank you as always for all of your support. And don't forget, mis amigos, until next time, stay techie.